Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning, placing us in our right mind and spirit. Thank you, Lord, for getting us on our way today. Thank you, Father, for being there with us throughout the day and guiding us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for going with me and advising me in all things, Lord. Thank you. And, Father, we thank you today for coming together in this program, Lord, reading your word and understanding it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask that you be in us and we in you today. We ask, Almighty God, that you go through this text with us today and help us to understand all that's before us and even give us some divine understanding, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. This and all things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, everyone, we are going to get started. We left off at Numbers 15. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, after you enter the land. I am giving you a home and you <clears throat> and you present to the Lord offerings made by fire from the herds or the flocks and an aroma pleasing to the Lord, whether burnt offerings or sacrifices for special vows or freewill offerings or festival offerings. Then the one who brings his offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering, a tenth of ephah, a fine flour mixed with a quarter of hint of oil. With each lamb for the burnt offering or the sacrifice, prepare a quarter of hint of wine as a drink offering. With a ram prepared, a grain offering of two-tenths of ephah, of fine flour, mixed with a third of hint of oil, and a third of hint of wine as a drink offering. Offer it as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. When you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering or a sacrifice for a special vow or a fellowship offering to the Lord, bring with the bull a grain offering, of three-tenths of ephah, of fine flour mixed with half a hen of oil. Also, bring half a hen of wine as a drink offering. It will be an offering made by fire as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Each bull or ram, each lamb or young goat is to be prepared in this manner. Do this for each one for as many as you prepare. Everyone who is native-born must do these things in this way when he brings an offering made by fire as an aroma pleasing to the Lord from the generation to, to come. 
And there's that word. For the generations to come. Excuse me. Wherever an alien or anyone else living among you presents an offering made of fire as aroma pleasing to the Lord, he must do exactly as you do. The community is to have the same rules for you and for your aliens living among you. This is a lasting ordinance for generations to come. It is again. Generations to come. You and the aliens shall be the same before the Lord. The same laws and regulations will apply both to you and to your alien living among you. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land to which I am taking you, and you eat the food of the land. Present a portion as an offering to the Lord. Present a cake for the first of your ground <clears throat> ground meal. And present it as an offering for the threshing floor throughout the generations to come. You are to give this offering to the Lord for the first of your ground meal. So about that, I got a lot of Coal in my chest today. Okay. Now, if you unintentionally fail to keep any of these commands, the Lord gave Moses any of the Lord's commands to you through him from the day the Lord gave them and continuing through the generations to come. There it is again. And if this is done unintentionally without the community being aware of it, then the whole community is to offer a young bull for a burnt offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord, along with its prescribed grain offering and drink offering, and a male goat for sin offering. The priest is to make atonement for the whole Israelite community, and they will be forgiven. For it was not intentional, and they have brought to the Lord for their wrong an offering made by fire and sin offering. The whole Israelite community and and the aliens living among them will be given because all the people were involved in the unintentional wrong. But if just one person sins unintentionally, he must bring a young a year-old female goat for a sin offering. And the priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally. And when the atonement has been made for him, he will be forgiven. One of the same 
law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally, whether he is a native-born Israelite or an alien. But anyone who sins defiantly, whether native-born or alien, blasphemes the Lord. And that person must be cut off from his people because he has despised the Lord. Word, he has despised the Lord's word, sorry, and broken his commandment. That person must surely be cut off. His guilt remains on him. Now let's stop here for a second because we know that the sacrifices were done away when Jesus Christ took their place. But has the uh, the grain offerings, the wine offerings, have they gone away is the question. You see, you're offering the meat, which was the lamb, but are you offering the grain? Are you offering the wine offering? Are you offering the bread? Hmm, let's think about that for a minute. When you come and you pray on the Sabbath day, or at any time you go to the Lord for asking for forgiveness, hmm, yeah. Think about that. Are we supposed to give up those two? Were those given up? Hmm. Okay, let's move on into the next verse, 32. While the Israelites were in the desert, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day just talking about the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. And they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded Moses. Hmm. That's serious. On the Sabbath day, you're supposed to rest, not work. This man was caught working, so he died. Let's move on. 37. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, Throughout generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at and so you will remember all the commandments of the Lord that you may obey them. 
and not prostitute yourself by going after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey all my commandments and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Chapter 16, Korah, son of Ishah, the son of Kohah, the son of Levi, and a certain Reubenites, Danith and Abram, sons of Elab, and On, son of Peleth, became insolent and rose up against Moses. And with them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? When Moses heard this, he fell face down. Then he said to Korah and all his followers, In the morning the Lord will show who belongs to him and who is holy, and he will have that person come near him. The man he, cho- the man he chooses, he will cause to come near him. You, Korah. And all your followers are to do the same. Uh-uh. Okay. Take censers and tomorrow put fire and in uh, put fire and incense in them before the Lord. The man, the the man. The, the Lord chooses will be one who is holy. You Levites have gone too far. Moses also said to Korah, Now listen, you Levites, isn't it enough for you that the Lord of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelite community and brought you near himself to do the work at the Lord's temple and to stand before the community and minister to them. He has brought you all, your fellow Levites, near himself. But now you are trying to get the priesthood too. It is against the Lord that you and all your followers have banded together Who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? Mm. This reminds you of the struggle in the uh, the Godhead at the beginning when God was, um, had to come down on the adversary. Doesn't it kind of remind you of that? You know, 
He wanted more power and position. These people, again, more power and position. Want to take over the main seat. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Moses summoned Dathan and Ab- Abram. Abram. I'm Abram, the son of Elam. But they said, we will not come. Isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the desert? And now you also want to lord it over us. Moreover, you haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us an inheritance of the fields and vineyards. Will you gorge out the eyes of these men? No, we will not come. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not accept their offerings. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. Moses said to Korath, You and all your followers are to appear before the Lord tomorrow, you and they and Aaron. Each man is to take his censer and put incense in it, 250 censers in all, and present it before the Lord. You and Aaron are to present your censers also. So each man took his censer and put fire and incense in it and stood with Moses and Aaron at the entrance of the tent of meeting. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, I have to pause because you have to stop and think about this. God chose Moses to lead them. And people become short-sighted. When a person is chosen over all the other people. That's the person who's going to be in leadership. Regardless of how you feel, they were chosen to be in that position. What makes a person think that they're going to overstep that person and take away their leadership when they're they're put in that position by those over them? And in this case, it was the Lord. And these people saw what the Lord could do. Did that make any sense whatsoever? Was anybody even thinking about it? Even today, people don't think about this. Uh, Yeah, I don't agree with everything that, you know, that's said. But these are people who in authority over me. If I don't like what they're doing, then what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go to our Lord and pray. They're supposed to go to the Lord and pray and ask, right? Same applies for the day. If you don't like your leadership, you go in prayer. And you pray. You get clearance on it. You pray about what your problem is. If you're wrong, ask the Lord to show you 
and then ask for forgiveness. If you're right, the Lord will show you. (laughs) And in this case, these people were, I mean, right in the midst of the Lord. It was so easy for them to do that. Okay, (laughs) let's move on. Moses and Korath, you and all your followers are to appear before the Lord. Okay. Uh, let's see where we leave off. Okay. When Korath had gathered all his followers in opposition to them at the entrance of the tent of means, the glory of the Lord appeared to the entire assembly. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this assembly so I can put an end to them at once. But Moses and Aaron fell face down and cried out, O God, God of the spirits of all mankind. Notice what they said. God of the spirits, (laughs) more than one, of all mankind. You, will you be angry with the entire assembly when, when only one man sins? Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korath, Danith, and Abram. Moses got up and went to Dathan and Aram, and the elders of Israel followed him. He warned the assembly, move back from the tents of these wicked men. Do not touch anything belonging to them, or you will be swept away because of all their sins. So they moved away from the tent of Korah and Danath and Aram. Danath and Aram had come out and were standing with their wives and children and little ones at the entrance of their tents. Then Moses said, This is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things and that it was not my idea. If these men die a natural death and experience only what unusually happens to men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something totally new and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them with everything that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. I think if I was one of them men, I would have dropped down then and started praying, forgive me, forgive me, don't you think so? (laughs) Knowing what the Lord is capable of doing from, from the beginning to now, As soon as he finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them with their household and all Corinth's men and all their possessions. They went down alive into the grave with everything they owned. The earth closed over them and they perished and was gone from the community. At this cries, all the Israelites around them flee, around them fled, shouting, The earth is going to swallow us too. And a fire came from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. 
The Lord said to Moses, Tell Issachar, son of Aaron, the priest, to take the censers out of the smoking remains and scatter the coals some distance away from the censers, for the censers are holy, the censers of the men who sinned at the cost of their at the cost, sorry, at the cost of their lives, hammer the senses into sheets to overlay the altar, for they were presented before the Lord and have become holy. Let them be a sign of the Israelites. So Eleazar the priest collected the bronze censers brought by those who had been burnt up, and he hammered them out to overlay the altar as the Lord directed him through Moses. This was to remain, this was to remind the Israelites that no one except a descendant of Aaron should come to burn off to sorry, come to burn incense before the Lord, or he would become like Korath and his followers. Okay, the Lord gave them a list of things that each one would have to do. So why would you try and change that? Hmm. Why would you try to change positions unless instructed to? Okay. The next day, the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people, they said. <laughs> if the Lord killed you, killed people, <laughs> what makes you think they were the Lord's people? That, that's like today, you know. <laughs> yeah. You have people out here praying and praising the Lord. And same time, they're doing, they're working against the Lord's ordinances. They're not doing the things of the Lord. They're just lip service, like these people, lip service. But they don't mean it. So they're not workers of the Lord. They're workers of iniquity. <laughs> And the people are still failing to see this, as is today. People fail to see it. Uh, but when the assembly gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron and turned towards the tent of meeting, suddenly the clouds covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. And then Moses and Aaron went to the front of the tent of meetings. And the Lord said to Moses, get away from the assembly so I can put an end to them at once. And they fell face down. <laughs> the Lord is not playing. <laughs> then Moses said to Aaron, take your censer and put censers in it along with fire from the altar and hurry to the assembly to make atonement for them. Wrath has come out from the Lord. The plague has started. 
So Aaron did as Moses said and ran into the midst of the assembly. The plague had already started amongst the people, but Aaron offered incense and made atonement for them. He stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died from the plague, in addition to those who had died because of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance to the tent of meetings, for the plague had stopped. Do you think they learned anything from that? Look at today. Have people learned anything? Very few. Let's go to 17. <clears throat> the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staff from them, one from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. Write the names of each man on his staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name. For there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in the tent of meetings, in the front of the testimony where I met with you. The staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout, and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So Moses spoke to the Israelites and their leaders and gave him 12 staffs, one for the leadership of each of their ancestral tribes. And Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed the staff before the Lord in the tent of testimony. The next day, Moses entered the tent of testimonies and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the house of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded blossoms and produced almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from the Lord's presence to all the Israelites. They looked at them, and each man took his own staff. The Lord said to Moses, put back Aaron's staff in front of the tent of testimony to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. Moses did just as the Lord had commanded him. The Israelites said to Moses, we will die. We are lost. We are lost. Anyone who ever comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah, they continue acting that way, they will. <laughs> well, he's already told them they're going to die in the desert. The Lord said to Aaron, you, your son, this is chapter 18, everyone. The Lord said to Aaron, you, your sons, and your father's family. Are to, bear the, are to bear the responsibility for offerings against the sanctuary. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, are, you are responsible to bear the... Res you are... You, your sons, and your father's family are to bear the responsibility for offenses Sorry, I said offerings. It's offenses against the sanctuary. 
and you and your sons alone are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the priesthood. Mm. Uh, bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribes to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister before the tent of meetings. They are to be responsible to you and are to perform all the duties of the tent. But they must not go near the furnishings of the sanctuary or the altar. Or both they and you will die. They are to join you and be responsible for the care of the tent of meetings. All the work at the tent and no one else may come near where you are. You are to be responsible for the care of the sanctuary and the altar so that wrath will not fall on the Israelites again. I myself have selected your fellow Levites from amongst the Israelites as a gift to you, dedicated to the Lord to do the work at the tent means, but only you and your sons may serve as priests in connection with everything at the altar and inside the curtain. I am giving you the service of the priesthood as a gift. Anyone who comes near the sanctuary must be put to death. And the Lord said to Aaron, I myself have put you in charge of the offering presented to me. All the holy offerings the Israelites give me, I give to you and your sons as your portion and regular share. You are to have the part of the most holy offerings that is kept from the fire. For all the gifts they bring me are most holy offerings, whether grain or sin or guilt offerings. That part belonged to you and your sons. Eat it as something most holy. Every male shall eat it, and you must regard it as holy. This also is yours. Whatsoever is set aside for the gifts of all the wave offerings of the Israelites, I give this to you and your sons and daughters, as your regular share, everyone in your household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. I give it you all the finest olive and all, excuse me, I give you all the finest olive oil and all the finest new wine and grain they give the Lord as the first fruits of their harvest. All the land's first fruit that they bring to the Lord will be yours. Everyone in your household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. Everything in Israel that is devoted to the Lord is yours. The first offerings of every womb, both man and animal, that is offered to the Lord is yours. Bring uh, but you must redeem every firstborn son and every firstborn male or unclean animals 
of unclean animals, sorry. When they are a month old, you must redeem them at the redemption price set at five shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs 20 jiras. Uh, but you must not redeem the firstborn of an ox, a sheep, or a goat. They are holy. Sprinkle their blood on the altar and burn their fat as an offering made by fire and aroma, pleasing to the Lord. Their meat is to be yours, just as the breast of the wave offering and the right thigh are yours. Whatever is set aside for the holy offerings the Israelites present to the Lord, I give to you and your sons and your daughters as your regular share. It is everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offerings. The Lord said to Aaron, you will have no inheritance in your land, nor will you have any share among them. I am your share and your inheritance among the Israelites. I give to the Israelites all the tithes in Israel as their inheritance and return for the work they do while serving at the tent of meetings. For now on, the Israelites must not go near the tent of meetings or they will bear the consequences. They will bear the consequences of sin and will die. It is the Levites who are to do the work of the tent of meetings and bear the responsibility for offenses against it. This is the last ordinance for the generation. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. There it is again. They will receive no inheritance among the Israelites. Instead, I give the Levites as their inheritance the tithes that the Levites present an offering to the Lord. That is why I said concerning them, they will have no inheritance among the Israelites. Let's stop here for a second. So if this carries on from generation to generation, this runs along the same line as those who preach the word. You see, their portion is what is given to the Lord. If you are part of a, a community What you bring to the Lord in that community belongs to the priesthood. Okay? So it belongs to your ministers, your pastors, your whatever. Okay? Because it goes to the Lord. And they are the ones that's supposed to distribute it appropriately. Okay? Excuse me. 
the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Levites and say to them, when you receive from the Israelites the tithe, I give you as your inheritance. You must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. Your offering will be reckoned to you as a grain from the threshing floor or juice from the wine press. In this way, you also will present an offering to the Lord for all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. For these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron, the priest. Let's go back to this again. Let's hear what he's saying exactly. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Levites. Now, this is the priesthood. And say to them, when you receive from the Israelites the tithe, I, I give you as, as your inheritance. You must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. Who's presenting the tenth of the tithe? The Levites, the priesthood. Not the people. The people are bringing their tithes in. It's the priesthood that's giving a tenth of the tithe to the Lord. Mm. Okay. Let's read that again so we get that right. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Levites and say to them, say to the priests, when you receive from the Israelites the tithe, I give you as your inheritance. So whatever is being given in to the priesthood, did it take a tenth of that? You must present a tenth of the tithe as the Lord's offering. Your offering will be reckoned to you as a grain for the threshing floor or juice for the wine press. And this way, you will present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes, you must give the Lord a portion, Lord's portion to Aaron the priest. So from the tithes, okay, let's go back. In this way also will present an offering to the Lord for all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. For these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron. So that's a tenth goes to the head priest, Aaron. Okay? So all the tithes collected in the church, a tenth of the tithe, which is the Lord's, goes to the minister. Mm. All right. You must present as the Lord's portion the best and the holiest part of everything given to you. All right? He's, this, he's talking to the priesthood. This is what the priesthood does. Say to the Levites, when you present the best part, it will be reckoned to you as the product of the threshing floor or the wine press. You and your households may eat the rest of it anywhere if it is your wages 
for your work at the Tent of Meetings. By, pre by presenting the best part of it, you will not be guilty in any matter. Then you will not defile the holy things of the Israelites, and you will not die. So, have we got an understanding on what the tenth tide is? <laughs> okay, maybe we should read that again so we really understand it. Let's try it again. It says, this is chapter 18, and we're reading uh, 23. It is the Levites who are to do the work at the tent of meetings and bear the responsibility for offenses, for offenses against it. This is the lasting ordinance for generations to come. They will receive no inheritance among the Israelites. So there's no land, nothing else like the others did for generations to come. Okay. Uh, instead, I, I give to the Levites as their inheritance the tithes that the Israelites present as an offering to the Lord. That is why I said concerning them, they will have no inheritance among the Israelites. Why? Because they're receiving all the monies given to them by the Israelite people. Same thing today. You go into a congregation. The monies that's collected goes to the minister, the priesthood, if you will. Okay. Now, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Levites and say to them, when you receive from the Israelites the tithe, I give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. So, basically, the minister takes a tenth of that tithe, okay? I give you as an inheritance, you must present a tenth of the tithe as the Lord's offering. Your offering will be reckoned to you as a grain from the threshing floor or the juice from a wine press. Okay? In this way, you also will present an offering to the Lord for all tithes you receive from the Israelites. In this way, you will all, in this way, you also will present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron, the priest. Okay, so that tenth goes to Aaron, the priest. So a tenth goes to your minister, your priest, etc., etc. You must pre a, a tenth of what is collected. So if you collected $200, the priest would get 10%. Okay, 
<laughs> All right. Uh, you must present as the Lord's portion and best and holiest part of everything given to you. Say to the Levites, when you present the best part, it will be reckoned to you as the product of the threshing floor or wine press. You and your household may eat the rest of it anywhere, for it is your wages for your work as the tent means. By presenting the best part of it, you will not be guilty in this matter. So basically, the rest was utilized for the upkeep for the Israelites to take care of them, the rest of the offering. But a tenth of that offering went to Aaron. So a tenth of that offering would go to the minister. The rest is spent in the house for the things of the Lord or the things of the community, which is the Lord. God is everywhere and in everything, right? Okay, let's move on. Uh, water cleansing. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is requirement of the Lord that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish, and that has never been under a yoke, and give it to Eleazar, the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Then Eleazar, the priest, is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times towards the front of the tent of meetings. While he, wa while he watches, the heifer is to be burned, its hide, flesh, blood, and offerings. The priest is to take some cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet wool and throw them onto the burning heifer. After that, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He may then come into the camp, but he will be ceremonially unclean till evening. The man who burns it must also wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he too will be unclean till evening. A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and put them in a ceremonial clean place outside the camp, and they shall be kept by the Israelites' community for use in the water of cleansing. It is for the purification for sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes, and he too will be unclean till evening. This will be a lasting ordinance both for the Israelites and for the aliens living among them. Whoever touches the dead body of anyone will be unclean for seven days. He must purify himself with water on the third day and on the seventh day. Then he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third and seventh days, he will, be, he will not be clean. Whoever touches the dead body of anyone and fails to purify himself defiles the Lord's tabernacle. That person must be cut off from Israel. But because the waters of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him, 
He is unclean. His uncleanness remains on him. This is the law that applies when a person dies in a tent. Anyone who enters the tent and anyone who is in it will be unclean for seven days. And every and every open container without a lid fastened on it will be unclean. Anyone out in the open who touches someone who has been killed with a sword or someone who has died a natural death or anyone who touches a human bone or grave will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person put some ashes from the burnt purified offering into a jar and pour fresh water over them. Then a man who is ceremonially clean is to take some hyssop, dip it in water, and sprinkle the tent and all the furnishings and the people who were there. He must also sprinkle anyone who has touched a human bone or grave or someone who has been killed or someone who has died a natural death. The person who is clean is to sprinkle the unclean person on the third and seventh day. And on the seventh day, he is to purify himself. That person, being cleansed, must wash the clothes and bathe with water. And that evening, will he will be clean. But if a person who is unclean does not purify himself, he must be cut off from the community. Because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord, the water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him, and he is unclean. And this is a lasting ordinance for them. The people who sprinkle the water of cleansing must also wash his clothes, and anyone who touches the water of cleansing will be unclean till evening. Anything that is unclean, person touches, becomes unclean. <laughs> and anyone who touches it becomes unclean till evening. Okay. All right, we're going to stop there. We'll pick up on 20 tomorrow. So, I hope everybody understands the cleansing ritual, which, again, people do not follow anymore. Uh, baths and showers have taken the place of those things. And... Um, the ritual of the the uh, tenth offering, what it actually says about the uh, tenth offering. Okay. All right, everyone. Have a blessed day. This is Minister Macmillan saying good night and God bless. Mm-hmm.